SJSPR.radio Schoolhouse Media Listen up. This is the Voices of SJS Podcast. Welcome to Voices of SJS. I am your host, Maru Fuste, Secondary Division Visual Art and Performing Arts Department Head. Joining me in this episode are alumni Manuel Cuevas Trisan from class of 1987, currently Vice President for Human Resources at Harvard University. Welcome, Manuel. Thank you. We also have Victoria Kessler, class of 1988, dancer businesswoman, and now director of the All-Stars Performing Arts Academy in Sugar Hill, Georgia. Welcome, Vicky. Thank you very much, Maru. You're welcome. And we have Jose Lerma, visual artist and chair of painting and drawing at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. Welcome, Jose. Hi, how are you? In this episode today, we will start by commenting on the historic ink mural of Puerto Rican patriots on the wood paneling that is on display in our secondary library to segue it into the importance of the arts in education. So let's start with you, Manuel, for a bit of historical context. What do you remember about your participation in the creation of the mural in the library? And what role did the visual and performing arts play during your years at St. John's? Well, first and foremost, thank you for the invitation. It's a real pleasure to be here and to reconnect with, uh, you know, uh, a couple of our uh, fellow St. John uh, alumni. So what do I remember? Well, I, I remember that uh, uh, Vicky, uh, uh, Janine, and myself, uh, uh, Janine was also a, a class of 1988. We, we were the ones who uh, worked uh, in the mural. Uh, I certainly remember that Vicky was by far the uh, most capable and more most artistic uh, of all of us, and and certainly you know was kind of the the, the creative force behind it. And uh, you know it was a, a just a wonderful project. Uh, you know I think we we started uh, we we sought first the support uh, for turning the, the drawings into a mural uh, from uh, Mr. Figueroa. Uh, and I remember uh, distinctly uh, that there was no hesitation on the part of the, of the administration of the school to support it. I, I joined St. John in my junior year. So I only spent two years there. And I came from an environment where that wasn't fully, you know, type of uh, supported. So it was great to see uh, the administration really, you know, getting behind uh, our our effort, uh, and and I was even more surprised many years later when it took such a prominent place in the in the school, uh, and it was you know incredible fun to do it. Uh, I think uh, uh, Vicky, if I recall correctly, we did most of the work uh, in in my house that had a a room that was uh, pretty ample, and we could put all the different um, uh, planks. Uh, of wood and and the materials were very simple. It was just wood, uh, first uh, pencil and then uh, black paint markers. That's how we used to build it. And it took, uh, I want to say, I don't know, maybe two months to, to get it done. Uh, what about you, Vicky? What do you remember uh, about 
this experience and how involved were you in the arts during that time? Yeah, it, it was a beautiful project. It was dreamt up by Figgy, um, Mr. Figueroa, who I, I heard he recently passed, so I miss him very much already. And he dreamt it up, he had it, and he approached Janine and I, and, and then Manuel got involved. And yeah, we worked after school for several hours, almost every single day for quite a few weeks, probably close to those two months, as he was saying. Um, and that was in the humanities room, the art room upstairs on the third floor. The, multi, the multi-purpose resource center, I think it was yeah, called. Yeah, the multi-purpose resource center. And that's where it ended up getting hung until later on when it got moved to the library. So it was really fun. The biggest thing was when Figgy presented it to Janine and I, how are we going to draw that on all these pieces of wood? And the cleverness of using an overhead projector and the transparencies to be able to draw it on. And then how many ink markers we went through um, was amazing to get that done. But it was very fun to be a part of. And definitely by the end of it, I realized how important it, it was going to be. And um, we had that plaque made to dedicate it to Figgy and his vision. So we're glad and honored it's still there. Wonderful. Jose, uh, I understand you attended St. John's for a shorter time, but I'd like to know, tell us a little bit about the beginnings of your arts education, since um, that's what you pursued later on. How far back do you remember the arts impacting you? And when did you really know it was something you wanted to pursue full time? Um, well, let's see. I could always uh, draw very well. I was um, sort of able to draw from the moment I was, you know, child, five years old or something. I could see things. I could um, do fairly realistic drawings. And so it was an innate thing, but it was very discouraged in my house. My parents were first generation professionals, so they were really, the whole idea of a son going into art seemed ludicrous. <laughs> so um, uh, essentially I went to college and I didn't pursue arts. I did arts a little bit on the side and St. John's had a, had quite a bit to do with that, even though I was only there for one year. Um, it was a very liberating experience in terms of, you know, it's seeing um, a, a very different, I came from a rural school in Puerto Rico. So uh, the idea of being in this urban setting uh, and with people that were uh, far more sophisticated, I got to travel a lot and saw a lot of the world and were really into music, which was a great gateway into visual arts. So it formed me a little bit and, and it kind of made me look at um, alternatives to what would have been a, a normal, maybe a career path. But what happened is I, I went to, uh, to college, studied political science. Then I went to law school and uh, I studied, uh, I went to Tulane for undergraduate. And then I went to the University of um, Wisconsin in Madison and went to law school there. And um, Somewhere in my last year, I kind of decided I had gotten into law review and it seemed like I was very driven to become a lawyer. And then I took an art class to relax on the insistence of a girlfriend of mine who had been an artist at one point. And I loved it. And it was something where like it transformed my life immediately. And I was maybe 27 years old when I decided to switch. And so I never did finish and uh, ended up getting... A scholarship at the same school in Madison where I was, and I stuck there and I finished an MFA. 
and then I got the ball rolling after that. Wow, wonderful. Interesting background. Um, I would like to ask everybody, when you were here, digging historically back to what kind of offerings the the school had in the visual and performing arts in the 80s, what do you remember about the arts at St. John's during that time? Um, I'd love to address that one. Sure, Vicky. I, I started at St. John's in third grade, and um, we had humanities and music and art, um, and that all ended in sixth grade. Humanities went through sixth grade. After that, we really didn't have any art program. Um, and when we started high school, Janine and I, we loved art. We dreamt of being artists. We had our whole life planned out on what we were going to do. We realized we want more art. So we approached Mrs. Guardiola and asked if we could start an art class. Figgy had agreed that if we could get it going, he would teach it. And she agreed. It was so welcomed to start that class. So I think there might have been about five of us in it the first semester that we did it. And it was amazing how it grew from just one art class in the high school to by the time I was a senior, they had AP. Um, Mrs. Joseph had taken over. That was Figgy's cousin. Um, Mrs. Joseph, when he left, she started and she began the AP art program, etc. So I'm really proud that St. John's embraced it and realized the importance of it, and and it's grown to where it is now. That's wonderful, and it's interesting because um, I've been here for around 12 years, so I, I think it kind of like what what you're talking about it kind of faded, and then um, it luckily it came back. So when I first got here, I was teaching history, and I noticed there was no visual arts program, and, and that's what I studied. So I did a proposal for a curriculum in the secondary school, which was later accepted. And, and I started it with, with a sequence of studio art courses leading all the way to, to AP art. But there were many years where, it, where that wasn't happening. So we're very happy to be expanding it again. And um, we've also expanded the performing arts as well. Um, and I wanted to ask you, uh, Vicky, about your involvement with dancing. To be honest, it was a love-hate relationship. I grew up in my mother's dancing school, swore I would never have anything to do with a dancing school. It was My thing was visual arts. Um, and then I had three children, the youngest being the most devoted to dance. And my mom was like, you know what you have to do. So I did dance professionally in Puerto Rico for a while, but um, I ended up working for Sears Credit. <laughs> okay. Um, I did uh, a major in marketing with a minor in accounting, and my world was credit. I was account services manager for the Southeast region, and then had my kids retired from corporate life, got into real estate brokerage, and then opened this dancing school, the best thing I could have done. My children, all three of them are artists, and we have grown into a studio about 300 students. We are non-competition. Most of these kids don't train to become dancers themselves. They train for the confidence and grace and balance and everything else that performing arts can give. And it is a marked difference in the way they perform at school, the way they um, involve themselves in the society, in our community. They're 
confidence is built by the arts, whether it's visual arts or performing arts. Wonderful. Yeah, I'd like to comment too on, on my experience uh, with the arts at St. John's, uh, going back to the late the mid to late eighties. Um, and as I said, I joined in my uh, junior year, so I spent only two years there. Uh, I think I did take uh, one class uh, with Vicky. It wasn't the dance uh, course uh, that, thanks to Vicky, the the school had started. But I, I think what was very salient for me was the fact that the school seemed so supportive to student suggestions uh, because that manifested itself in multiple areas, not just in the visual arts and, and in the mural itself. That was the segue for this conversation. You may recall, Vicky, that, uh, that after that mural, uh, the math department through Jorge Rivera also commissioned, uh, he's always been a mentor, um, but he commissioned us to paint uh, another mural of, uh, that essentially depicted the Pythagorean uh, theorem. And that was a much smaller scale project, but that was a lot of fun. And then Mrs. Higuera in the Spanish department, uh, not to be outdone, uh, commissioned a somewhat similar uh, project to the one of the mural, but with uh, Spanish literary figures. Uh, from the generation of 1998, uh, and I'm sorry, 1898, uh, and we did that one as well. And I think that one was done in Carboncillo. Uh, and again, those were two smaller scale projects, but they were funded by the school. And I, I was just, that always struck me about St. John, that the student voice counted, and if you had the initiative, you would be and unlike Vicky and Jose, uh, I, I think my artistic ability never matched my aspiration and my love for art, uh, but it's always been a hobby uh, for me. I, I am a very active uh, doodler, I like to say, and, and I have an Instagram account that is devoted solely to photography and to uh, drawings uh, that I do, but and they're completely non-professional. They are very much for my own uh, enjoyment, inner peace, and and uh, that's it. And and I, I do think that there's a incredibly valuable aspect of of art uh, for you know, as as I mentioned, for you know, for his own uh, you know, calm and and sense of uh, inner peace that I I still derive very much so after many years of living both in corporate life and now in a in a university uh, uh, in an educational institution. Wonderful. So that brings me to another question for everybody to comment of the overall importance of the arts in education. What, what role do you think it plays in the development of our students, including critical thinking? So I'll take that one. <laughs> um, well, I, I stated a little bit before when it came to the performing arts and, and my students, but growing up, just living Everything is art. Everything around us from the moment we wake up and we put on our clothes, the patterns on our clothes, the expression of everything around us. People don't even notice. They take it for granted. But the arts surround us and create us and move us in every way and allowing children to be able to realize that and express themselves. It expresses history, the way we feel, what is happening, our perceptions that normally you cannot necessarily express verbally, 
they're able to express it through art. Um, and again, whether it's visual or performing, it all comes together and defines who we are as a culture, as a race, really. So to, I'm, I'm very into the arts, obviously. Sorry, I can get all passionate and keep rambling on and on. <laughs> yeah, I, I would add, uh, um, you know, completely reinforce uh, Vicky's point. Uh, just as important uh, is, again, if, if you just go back as far back as you go in history, right, in human history, it's probably the most um, primal uh, form of uh, self-expression uh, beyond uh, meeting the basic needs of uh, survival and, and shelter. Uh, you know, you look at the first expressions of art, and they're just forms of uh, asserting our selves, right? Our, our own consciousness. Um, they are a form of communication that help build a community, whether it's the visual arts, uh, the poetry, the literary arts, uh, architecture that communicates something and builds community. Uh, as, as Vicky was saying too, um, and perhaps in different words in my case, I think that they help build. Uh, sensibility and, and broaden our human experience uh, and our spiritual experience. They can be a form of therapy. They are a form of, uh, you know, appreciation of beauty. If you are not yourself the artist, but can appreciate the art in others, they build that, that capacity and that sensibility to appreciate. Um, and ultimately, they also give confidence. They give you confidence in, in the way you conduct yourself and in your confidence in your identity. Uh, and and help you express your your identity as a as an individual if you're Puerto Rican you know there's a distinctive Puerto Rican art so it's all those things at once definitely Jose what about you what sparked your interest in becoming an artist full time oh full time it it was a uh, well it's a it's a process of course. Um, basically when I started, I was just doing it because, um, it was, uh, it was simply wonderful to be able to do whatever you wanted and to, uh, it's, it's something that had never, it had never occurred to me. Uh, instead I had been reading essentially, you know, reading other people's writings and, and essentially following a path in which you follow certain rules and, and, uh, an outcome would, would happen, and in this, it was something where there was a great deal of problem solving, and it was very interesting. And you know, I, there was a great learning curve when I started. The idea of making a living to me didn't occur, and it was a very silly realization until I saw my professors and kind of realized, well, you know, these guys are doing okay. They don't seem to be starving artists. This whole nonsense that people put in movies. They seem to be well-adjusted people. And I realized there is a path, a normal path to like a normal life that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't involve all these romantic notions of being an artist and all the uh, calamity that people expect. Uh, you know, that was simply uh, silly. In fact, there was a was a study done uh, maybe 10 years ago by a sociologist or an economist in Europe um, by the name of Fry, and, and he found out that people in the arts have generally higher degrees of job satisfaction. When you ask him many years in the end, they are the people who seem to be the happiest with their choices. Even though it has less security, there is something about the idea of being your own, you know, your own boss, your own you know, sort of pushing your own ideas and making your own work. 
that is very, very gratifying, particularly at the end of your life. So, uh, but about my own path, it, it was when I realized uh, I began to exhibit um, fairly early in, in when I was in that MFA program. I happened to get into an exhibition in a small museum in the Midwest, and that kind of gave me some confidence. Uh, after that, I found out simply by doing this silly thing of like looking at artists I like and looking at their resumes, like, oh, they've shown in this place and this is their career path. And I worked it backwards. And I basically got a way of getting into residencies and eventually galleries and eventually museums and that sort of thing and gave me some job security. How did you get into teaching? Well, um, for teaching, it was a, a former teacher of mine from Madison. She uh, contacted me. I should say I previously taught at the School of Fine Arts in Puerto Rico, Escuela, Escuela de Arte Plásticas in San Juan, and which is a great school and uh, definitely a school that should be supported. Um, I taught there for a little bit. Then I just worked as an artist in New York for you know 10 years. Um, and then I, I, I got a call from an, an old teacher of mine who said there's an opening for a full-time position at the at SAIC in, in Chicago. And I always, I wanted to study at SAIC uh, when I was a, an undergraduate, but I couldn't afford it. And so it was great. I was like, oh, I, I, I'll try. And uh, I was hired a year later and um, wow. I've been here 13 years teaching. That's great. Okay. so. Uh... We're talking about um, arts and education and your experiences. What if I ask, St. John's is, is known for its academic excellence and we are developing the arts and we have a really good program. So wh why do you think it's really important that we continue to foster this and develop our curriculum at the school? I'm I'm happy to take an initial crack, and I think it goes back to my to my earlier answer and to some of the answers that Jose and Vicky have offered. I do think that life without uh, art is incomplete, uh, and to that extent, an education that uh, that doesn't include art uh, and the various uh, fine arts as an integral element. Uh, of the educational curriculum uh, is an incomplete education. And, and I think the role of education ultimately is to, in a society uh, that uh, considers itself free and democratic, um, is to form a fully capable citizens that understand the, the basics in the range of the human experience. And, and I think artistic expression, whether it be through dance, through uh, the plastic arts, uh, the architecture, um, and, and others, uh, music, uh, are just integral elements of the human experience. And we can't overlook that as part of uh, an education in a school like St. John's. I definitely agree. And I'd like to share a quote with everybody that relates to what you just said. It's by actress Lucy Liu, and it says, Art can transform lives. It gives us the power to question to confront, to explore, and to challenge how we think about the world. Beautiful. Absolutely. Uh, there's, a, there's a narrow way in which people think of arts and artists. As far as your question having to deal with curriculum in, in, in high schools or in middle schools, 
I think what the beauty of art is that it's teaching creativity in general, and it's something that can be translated into other fields. Uh, this idea of, um, of learning by studying other models, it's, it's the way that we, most of us learn. And at some point, one thing that uh, classes that are created teach us is to suddenly get away from that model and start putting our own thoughts and our own, you know, asserting our own vision. And um, that can be very helpful in a society that really values um, creativity in moments of instability, especially for leadership positions. Um, so there's a lot of value. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that um, creative classes and creative curriculum can teach people about leadership, about um, and how to survive in, in, uh, in improvisational settings. So it's not strictly about just grabbing a brush or, you know, mo a lot of my students don't even use brushes or <laughs> they, they work in digital media or in things that wouldn't be traditionally recognized as art. But I've also seen people that leave the arts and they're well equipped to deal in other fields because they're very versatile. They're very able to handle chaos and uh, they possess, uh, you know, it's a, it's a translatable skill. Completely agree. So it's it's very important to to have a creative um, offering and curriculum, no matter what field um, students are going to get into. It'll definitely help them, and hopefully that's what we're doing here at St. John's. And and Mario, if I may just add a, a brief comment, which is, you know, mo most people who learn math don't grow up to be mathematicians, right? So uh, to me, I look at the arts with the exact same, or through the exact same lens as I looked at, as, uh, at, at math. Uh, I'm not a mathematician. I can barely, you know, balance my own checkbook, but, but I recognize its importance uh, for a, a full human experience and to organize my life and, and my affairs. And, and art at a minimum should uh, should be treated with that sense of uh, benefit for a, a complete human experience. Definitely. Any comments, uh, Vicky? I agree wholeheartedly, as I said before. It takes a lot of what you've said, creativity and involvement in everything we do. Um, and what they were saying about how art translates into everything we do Chaos was a beautiful word, Jose, that you said. Um, chaos is daily. It's knowing what to do every day with every mistake and every opportunity and challenge and question that comes to us. And the arts broaden that opportunity for us. So, yeah. Uh, Vicky just triggered a, a memory, too, which I, I remember because I always admire Vicky's uh, ability to, to draw. Um, even though everybody recognized her uh, first and foremost as a dancer, even back then. But I remember uh, one day, I think we were sketching. I don't know if this was for this mural or for something else. And when, we, when you just mentioned the, the concept of chaos and, and improvising, uh, I, I always thought that, that you had to make it perfect the first time, you know, when you're drawing something. And when you don't, then, you know, I remember Vicky telling me how you just, you know, use your fingers and you... Uh, you know, create a shadow, right? And instead of having a perfect line. And in a way, that's just a simple but evocative example of how, 
you know, you can do something out of something that looks like a mistake, you can turn it into something beautiful. That is so super true. Okay, we're going to wrap up. Before we go, I would like to thank each of our alumni guests, Manuel. Thank you so much, Maru. It's been an absolute pleasure to just you know, share the space with you and to uh, reminisce both of, about old times and, and certainly about uh, our love and advocacy for the arts. Victoria. I would just say thank you so much for having this opportunity to share information about the arts and make greater awareness for its importance and how it affects all of us. Thank you, Victoria. And Jose. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been great. And uh, thank you for uh, fomenting the arts, and particularly in Puerto Rico. Our biggest export internationally is music, urban music, particularly a form of art. And uh, it's good to have these programs because also it brings awareness to the other forms of art. Thank you so much, Jose, for your comments. Here are a few words from pianist and educator Lauren Hollander. Art isn't simply important education, it is education. Art is the gymnasium of the mind, body, and spirit. It is the space where we can totally address every element of ourselves. It doesn't matter what the content is. Thank you for tuning in. This was Maru Fuste for Voices of SJS. Until next time. Voices of SJS is a SJSPR.radio podcast. Our host for this edition was Maru Fuste. It was produced by Pilar Alamo, Sixto Ortiz, and Wilfred Lugo. We used the song Taco by Crowander under a non-commercial Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Thanks for listening. Until next time.